Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. You know, I did have a different show planned for today. I was going to cover Dr. Fauci, but instead I'm going to be covering what just happened with the trial of Derek Chauvin and the death of George Floyd being found guilty on all accounts and what has to be the biggest travesty of justice that we have seen in a very long time. You know, what we are seeing with this verdict is basically the end of the justice system. We are seeing the end of law enforcement and the return to the rules of the wild, wild west. Yes, we are seeing all of that. And I'm going to discuss why I believe that here in a moment. But let's first take a look at this case. Now, first of all, George Floyd killed George Floyd. He took a massive overdose of fentanyl. He died of a drug overdose at his own hands. When people want to go off and say, well, he was shouting he couldn't breathe when the cop was kneeling on his back. Okay, but he was also shouting he couldn't breathe while he was sitting in the back of a squad car with the door open or just sitting uh, on the sidewalk up against the building. He was shouting he couldn't breathe, not because of what Officer Chauvin did, but because he was dying of a drug overdose. The fentanyl was causing him to suffocate. All right. Now we can go through and Monday morning quarterback how Derek Chauvin handled it. I mean, first, you know, sitting him down on the sidewalk, then letting him sit in the squad car. But George Floyd being, well, dying of a drug overdose was out of his mind crazy, would not be calmed down. And that's where Officer Chauvin had to try and restrain him in order to get him, you know, to calm down. Now, we could try Monday morning quarterbacking that all we want. We weren't there in that particular situation. We're watching the video and trying to, you know, intellectually analyze this with absolutely no experience of knowing what was going on, of not being there. You know, no experience of law enforcement. Now, I do view this as a political prosecution. He was just politically prosecuted. I mean, it was proven repeatedly George Floyd died of a drug overdose and nothing Officer Chauvin did caused injury or caused the death of George Floyd. And yet we're still going to go off and send him off to prison for what? Enforcing the law? The Democrats and the Black Lives Matter made a martyr, made a hero out of a drug addict who killed himself with an overdose. And yet... You know, truth, as in all things with the left, never matters. It's all about the narrative. It's all about the narrative. All right, so there's a few things here uh, that I want to point out here about the trial. The trial was horribly mishandled, you know, by the judge. First off, the jury should have been sequestered and blocked and prevented from being able to watch any and all news, having any contact with anybody outside of that courtroom. That should have been the very first thing that had happened, right? But the jury wasn't sequestered. And as a result, what would happen? The jury would go out there, you know, at the end of the day, turn on the news. And what would they see? They would see the National Guard having to be mobilized because of Black Lives Matter and the left threatening terrorism against the city, you know, saying that if they didn't convict them, they were going to violently riot. They were going to burn down businesses and neighborhoods. 
you know, and more people would end up being killed as a result, as, you know, tends to be the case with Black Lives Matter. Doesn't seem to matter when they kill people, does it? Doesn't seem to matter that they engage in domestic terrorism. So now they're taking a look at this and they're going, well, the evidence, the evidence shows that he died of a drug overdose and Officer Chauvin didn't do anything that caused the death of George Floyd. But if we you know, come to a decision based off of the evidence, there's going to be a massive violence and massive riots. But what else would that do? Well, that results in jury intimidation. Because if the left is going to riot violently, if there's a failure for a conviction, well, then the jury has to also be concerned, well, if they're the ones that didn't convict, is the left going to dox them? Is the left going to dox members of the jury? Are members of the jury's family going to be in danger uh, after being doxed by members of Black Lives Matter who are going to threaten, harass, and possibly burn down their homes? So what we have here is kind of jury tampering by threat and intimidation. Really? You, you you don't think a jury looking at the news, you know, not being sequestered, seeing that there's going to be violent riots and, you know, burning down of neighborhoods and businesses aren't going to be thinking about what's going to happen to their own family if they failed to convict and they end up being doxxed, which is a, one of the left's favorite tactics, dox, harass, and threaten the families of anybody who disagrees with them? You don't think that consideration was going through the jury's mind? You know, and so what do they do? They turn their chauvin into the sacrificial lamb. Okay, give the mob what they want. Give the people threatening violence what they want. You know, we'll sacrifice Derek Chauvin in order to save ourselves and our own families. There is huge grounds for a mistrial based off of this. You know, and then, of course, you had Democrat leaders, you know, sitting members of the House of Representatives going out there encouraging people to violently, you know, burn down neighborhoods and cities to engage in massive violence if they didn't get the results that they wanted. And remember, the Democrats are the groups that want to defund and abolish the police. And so now, if you don't persecute the police, for enforcing the laws that are passed by the politicians, then there's going to be massive violence. Is it, I, do you not understand where we are going here? Do you not understand what the effects are going to be? You know, so the politicians pass the law and then say, if you enforce it, you know, you're going to be sent to prison. And anybody who fails to convict, well, the you know that failure to conviction is going to lead to violence, arson, and the threat uh, against the jury's family. Is it any wonder we get the results that we get? We no longer have a justice system in which we are basing uh, jury uh, verdicts off of the evidence of the case, but based off of the th- the threat and intimidation of the jury being afraid of what's going to happen to them if they don't convict, if they don't go along with the political persecution. It's it's amazing. I mean, this is the type of thing that you would expect to see in a trial displayed uh, in Russia. Maybe even North Korea if they have a trial. 
you know, the result was predetermined. And anybody who didn't go along with that predetermined result had to fear what would happen to them and their families personally for standing up to the mob. It is just really sickening what we had seen here. So what are going to be the long-term effects of this? Well, I have a few ideas here of what we're going to see as a result of this political persecution because, again, George Floyd killed George Floyd. Nothing Officer Chauvin did caused or contributed to the death of George Floyd. All right now, you could try and say, well, maybe he should have realized these, you know, signs of a drug overdose and got paramedics there. Now, did the paramedics could they have gotten there in time? Could they have gotten him to the hospital? Could they have saved his life? He ingested three times, or ingested, injected, uh, you know, whatever, you know, three times the lethal dose of fentanyl, George Floyd. George Floyd killed George Floyd. No matter how you want to say, no matter what you want to come up with, that's the facts. And Officer Chauvin, now, you can Monday morning quarterback and disagree with, you know, how he restrained George Floyd, but that didn't cause any injury or cause the death of George Floyd. So what are going to be the long-term effects of this? Well, you're going to see... Well, I would say skyrocketing crime, but what would be skyrocketing crime in this case? I mean, you already have left-wing terrorists going da- going around, burning down cities, neighborhoods, uh, threatening people, setting buildings on fire with people still in it if they don't get what they want. And, you know, so what would be escalating or skyrocketing crime? Well. I would say that the more that they get away with it, the more they feel like they you know, can do it. And now that we see police officers being politically persecuted, because now let's take a look at this. Officers, if they respond to a, a report of a crime in progress and the person resists arrest, right, and attacks the police officer, whether that's them trying to fight uh, to get the police officer's weapon, you know, or they have a weapon of their own and pull it on the police officer. And the police officer responds uh, with use of force in order to prevent being killed themselves. You know, well, if they respond to the crime, you know, the call of a crime in progress, and the person resists, they have two choices. Either let the criminal kill them, or they will be prosecuted and sent to prison where likely the end result is still going to end up with them being killed in prison. So it's a death sentence, any any way you put it, for a police officer just by responding to a crime. Just by responding to that crime. But now it's even worse. Now if the criminal is um, has ingested uh, a lethal dose of drugs, and while they're out of their minds on that drug, you know, uh, the officer tries to arrest the person and they die of a drug overdose. During the arrest, the officer is going to be, you know, prosecuted, as we have seen in this particular case, and sentenced to prison. So, okay, they will be prosecuted and sent to jail if a criminal attacks them and they're forced to defend themselves. They'll be prosecuted if a criminal is uh, dying of a drug overdose during the commission of a crime, then they will be prosecuted and sent to jail. And as we have seen years ago, 
The left tried to prosecute police officers because, uh, what was it, Eric Garland, who died of a heart attack during an arrest. And they tried to prosecute him. So basically, unless the criminal is cooperating and you know allowing themselves to be arrested without any resistance, any attempt to respond and enforce the law and arrest the criminals is likely to result now in police officers being arrested, prosecuted, and sentenced to prison time, where they are likely to die as police officers in prison don't tend to last very long. Geez, I wonder what effect this will have on law enforcement. You can see a lot of police officers walking off the force, which goes along perfectly with the left's abolish the police. You'll see nobody having any incentive or motivation whatsoever to go into law enforcement to replace those who are retiring. So you got officers walking off the force and no one to replace the officers going in. I mean, you have to be insane and out of your mind to want to be a police officer in 2021 because no matter what, you're damned. So if you do become a police officer or you already are a police officer, what is the likely effect? Well, whenever uh, a report of a crime in progress comes on, you're going to not respond right away. You're going to take your sweet time and give the criminal all the time they need to finish the criminal act and get away. And then you're going to show up and you're going to take a statement. You're going to get a description of the perp. And based off of that description, if that perp has certain skin colors, let's say, you know, a black or, you know, Hispanic or Asian, any skin color but white, you're going to realize the officer is pretty much going to not investigate. They're just going to take the statement and file it away. Why take the risk? That means, you know, criminals realizing that law enforcement is not going to respond to a crime in progress and is not going to risk being sentenced to jail themselves for enforcing the law. It's basically Christmas for criminals, you know, um, if the criminal is a minority. And no, not all minorities are criminals. You know, it may be a small percentage of them, but what you are saying here is if you're of a certain skin color, it's open season. It's, It's Christmas. You know, you can do whatever you want and the police won't do anything because if they do, the police officer is going to be prosecuted. They criminalized law enforcement and declared certain skin colors above the law is what we have seen here. So that means crime is going to continue to rise and there's not going to be any law enforcement. They're not going to respond to the calls and they're not going to follow up on any reports based off of the description. So you could pretty much kick, uh, you know, pretty much say that law enforcement is non-existent in the United States now. Right, I, there's no point for law enforcement because no matter how it ends, they're screwed. So why risk it? So what does that mean? That means it's up to us, the individual, to take care of our own protection. That means us, the individual, getting guns for our own home defense for when criminals try to break into the house. Or if we're out and about, we should be carrying because we know there's not going to be any law enforcement. So if a criminal comes to attack us or whatever, we need the the ability to defend ourselves. Now, 
The left is wanting to criminalize that as well. They're wanting to outlaw guns, you know, take away our gun rights, our ability to to self-defense. So they're abolishing the police now through political prosecutions, and then they want to take away our ability to defend ourselves. It's going to be nothing but a massive crime wave. But now we're going to be taking responsibility because if for us the decision is defend ourselves or die, you know, go to prison or die, we'll choose prison over death. So we'll defend ourselves. But then when you think about that, that also means you got a lot of people with no training in law enforcement, no training in de-escalation, armed for our own self-defense, going out there trying to make decisions about when we feel our life is and isn't in danger, knowing that there is no police out there left to, you know, to respond and protect us. I can see an awful lot more shootings going on because you got a bunch of scared people armed knowing that there's no law enforcement. So we're basically going off and re-implementing the rules of the Wild West here. We also know that jury tampering has been legalized. As long as you don't, I guess, threaten the jury directly, but basically let them know that, hey, anything but a result that we, the mob, want is going to result in a lot of violence, and can you really trust that you won't be doxxed? So you basically got a you know a roundabout way of jury tampering through threat and intimidation, which means you know the whole justice system, innocent until proven guilty, trials in which verdicts uh, of the jury are based off of the facts and the evidence is out the door as well, and is now based off of fear from threat and intimidation. No society can survive, you know, with no law enforcement. And no, you know, justice system. The what we have here is the, you know, for us the rules of the wild west being re-implemented, you know, due to a lack of law enforcement. But when it comes to prosecutions and trials, it's now back to the rules of the Salem witch trials. You're guilty just for being accused, and now it's choose your death. You know, do you want to be killed by the mob if you're not found guilty? Or do you want to be, you know, uh, sentenced to death through lethal injection? Choose your death is what they got uh, going on here. And, of course, in the end, we're going to see the left engaging in more and more domestic terrorism. I mean, why not? Look at what they've achieved through violence by engaging in acts of domestic terrorism they were able to, you know, overthrow uh, the will of the people and install Joe Biden into the White House in an illegal and unconstitutionally conducted election in multiple states. You know, the threat of continuing violence. They now have the political prosecution of a police officer with the effects basically being ending and abolishing the police, and they were able to do that through the threat and use of violence. Is it any wonder that the more they are rewarded, the more that they get what they want through acts of violence and domestic terrorism, the more and more they resort 
to violence and acts of domestic terrorism in order to get what they want? Of course, as as long as they're going to be rewarded for violence and terrorism, they're going to engage in violence and terrorism. You get what you reward. You get more of what you reward. We are headed to very dark times. I mean, we're going back to the dark ages here in the United States because of the left and how they act, how they've abandoned truth, how they've abandoned facts and reality, how they've abandoned science, and how they have just decided uh, that anything that they think must be accepted and you must do what they want or violence will come down upon you. We won't be able to survive as a country this way. You know, and we're not surviving. This country is becoming very fractured as the result of the left and their insistence that violence is the key to getting everything that you want. Well, sooner or later, people are going to get you know, real sick of that and are going to push back with violence against the left. And that just creates a civil war. And now we got, you know, what, sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, where, you know, now, you know, if a law is passed, you know, the law is declared nullified in certain areas of the country based off of, you know, disagreement. You know, now some people are engaging in sanctuaries because they just don't want to enforce the law because, well, they have a political agenda that the law does not um, allow them to achieve and other places implementing sanctuary cities in order to defend the rights of the people outlined under the constitution. We, the left is, has divided this country. They, by, you know, not only through their violence and domestic terrorism, but through their blatant naked racism, you know, which is the heart of identity politics, racism and sexism. The left, you know, has brought back segregation in many cases. Uh, they, you know, they're a bunch of violent, racist, sexist, misogynist pigs. You know, are not misogynist, but what is the uh, opposite of misogyny? Uh, the where it's the female version. You know, whatever. You know, I didn't look that up. You know, so I need to look up uh, what that specific word is. But they're racist, sexist, violent terrorists. And they're being allowed to get away with it. And they keep getting rewarded for it. So, yeah, we got political prosecutions where jury can be intimidated through threats of violence and the end of law enforcement. And basically, one uh, group of people through the use of violence, basically getting any exemption uh, that they want from the law with free reign to commit any criminal act that they want without any repercussions. Jeez, what could go wrong here? And so, yeah, that's what we witness with this trial, with this political prosecution of Derek Chauvin. Again, you can Monday morning quarterback. Did he handle everything exactly right? Probably not. Does being in the situation, you know, uh, have a different prospect and outlook than watching it on video, um, being a Monday morning quarterback? Sure. But a police officer being convicted 
of murder, you know, and manslaughter because someone died of a drug overdose during an arrest. And and even though the officer's actions did not in any way contribute or cause to that person's death, I, what are pe- the insanity? You know, what the jury should have, you know, you know, um, come back with a verdict of not guilty, and then the National Guard be mobilized along with police to arrest and prosecute anybody who decides to engage in violence, domestic terrorism, anybody who goes off and starts, you know, uh, damaging the buildings, looting stores, burning down buildings. Those are the people that if they had done that in in a not guilty verdict, should have been arrested and prosecuted. But instead, we got this political uh, persecution. Sad, sad. Okay, so that's it uh, for this particular episode. Thank you so much uh, for watching. Let me know what your thoughts and opinions are in the comments down below. Hopefully you're watching this on Rumble. I'm pretty sure you'll never find this video on YouTube because they won't allow it. You know, I'll try posting it. Let me know if you see it. And then, of course, subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. All right. Leave me ratings and reviews. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Share this around. Thank you so much. And I will be back again soon.